Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep specialist and mom of three. There's so much information out there, right? This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. Having worked with countless families over the years, including my own, the information and strategies I'll share are based on these experiences, my extensive training, and we're even going to back it all up with some science. My goal is to help you make informed decisions, and we're here to break down what it takes to raise well-adjusted, securely attached, and happy babies. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. I'm really happy to bring you this episode today on newborn sleep because whether you're about to have your first baby or this is baby number two or number five, every baby is different. And so too are their sleep patterns. What helps them fall asleep, how long they'll sleep for, where and how they like to sleep and all of that. So check this out. When babies are first born, they need time to adjust. While your baby was in the womb, you were feeding them constantly, they were sleeping when they needed and wanted to, and they were physically attached to you 24-7. Then they're born, and it's almost like, what the F just happened? (laughs) So think of this time right after they're born, and for the next few weeks or months or so, as them getting used to not needing you every single second of every day. But as someone helping to keep them fed and rested, You'll have to almost see yourself as constantly needing to meet your baby's needs, still on the outside in the beginning. As they continue to grow and become more aware and have more distinct wakeful periods during the day, you'll see those opportunities to foster that independence when they are ready. But let's talk about how many of us adults cope and manage through transitions in our lives, shall we? A new job, a change in a relationship, the loss of a loved one, or the birth of our children. Just to name a few examples of times in our lives when we will grow, shift, learn, and change whether we like it or not. Don't we also need time to adapt? We will all cope and move through these times in our lives very differently from one another probably. Some seemingly with more ease, others with more difficulty, and many with a mixture. You know, the ebbs and flows of life. And sometimes if you've been through it before, say the second or third time you go through it, if it's still different, but it's a bit easier to work through in a lot of ways. You know what I'm talking about, right? So listen, this right here, this newborn phase is where it all starts. Your newborn is going through their very first transition ever. The transition from the womb to earth side, and they need time to adjust Sometimes we're a bit too quick to start creating or wanting to create a schedule or routine for them or expecting too much from them. But I get it though, this phase of life can be a real doozy. You just brought a new life into this world and that in and of itself is a lot to decompress and process. You're also now taking care of this new little life or lives and we all know by now or those of us that have children already know by now that that's more than a full-time job right there. And don't even get me started on changes in hormones, lifestyle, relationships, including the one with yourself. These will all have to be their own episodes because they're all valuable and important in this phase, of course. But for today's episode, we're going to dissect some of my best tips to help you through the newborn phase, especially when it comes to helping your little one get their best sleep. But speaking of adjusting to this new phase... Dr. Harvey Karp is a pediatrician and writer of the Happiest Baby on the Block series, 
and he dubs the first three months or so as the fourth trimester. Primarily when we're talking about babies, this fourth trimester is to allow or account for this time to transition to life on the outside, this extra uterine life. So Dr. Karp also discusses how bringing certain sensations and experiences back to baby that they would have experienced while still in the womb can significantly improve their adjustment. These are the five S's, um, which we're not going to dive into in this episode, but but they're essentially swaddle, swing, shushing, side stomach position, PS, that's not for sleep, just for helping to soothe and suck. So these are not things that all babies need or that all parents should be doing with their little ones all the time or anything like that, but they can really help to soothe a baby and sometimes even help get them to sleep. So let's dive into their sleep needs a little bit more within this context of what can help them kind of bring back that those sensations of being in the womb to help them soothe and get their rest. Okay, so the National Sleep Foundation states that on average, newborns need about 14 to 17 hours of sleep in a 24-hour period, but by no means is this sleep organized in any sort of way. You can't even really think of it as day sleep or you can't even really think of it, I guess, as naps versus night sleep. It's just sleep. It's it's just happening in small chunks throughout a roughly 24-hour period. It's all just sleep because this is one of the toughest parts about it. What is driving their sleep-wake cycles isn't their circadian rhythm, that internal body clock that regulates our sleep-wake cycles. More on that later but rather it's their growth, hunger, feeding needs that are in the driver's seat at this point in time. When talking about your average sort of healthy newborn, they'll often go home from the hospital slightly under their birth weight, and this is completely normal, but they are expected to get back up to their birth weight by about two weeks of age. Then they need to double it by four to six months and triple it by a year. This is the fastest growing time in their extra uterine lives even faster than when they'll go through puberty, which is really hard to think about, but luckily that's not what we're talking about today. So babies need to be fed frequently to meet their growth demands, and this undoubtedly will impact your sleep needs, which can be really tough. When you're only getting a couple of one to two or maybe a three-hour stretch of sleep all night long, it can really make those days feel a lot longer and tougher than we'd all like them to be. Your newborn sleep may seem a bit erratic and often unpredictable, but this is normal in those first few months as they adjust and work on gaining the weight that they need. So a lot of these processes will work themselves out over time, but frig, it's so tiring when you're in it, right? Luckily, there are some things that you can do to help your newborn get their best sleep possible and even help them to regulate it a bit more efficiently. So let's get into those, shall we? Help them fall asleep. Helping your little one to fall asleep is not only what they want from you, but it's also what they need from you. Again, because their sleep is disorganized, you have to help them work it out. So your job with regards to their sleep right now is to keep them as well rested as possible by any safe means necessary. Now is not the time to worry about quote unquote bad habits or sleep crutches, feeding them, holding them, bouncing them, swaying them, rocking them, walking them. Those are all common, proven, and natural ways to help babies fall asleep. And I say that quote-unquote bad habits and sleep crutches because if you've done any research on sleep, you might have seen or read or heard of 
these terms being used or associated with what I was just talking about, feeding, holding, bouncing as the crutch that your baby needs to fall asleep. I hear it all the time when I'm working with families, whether we're working together in this newborn phase or they're reflecting back on it. And they might say things like, I know, you know, it's my fault. I've I've been feeding them to sleep all the time or, you know, I feel so guilty, but they they just really like being bounced. So I kind of have to do that all the time. You know, those kinds of things. And I I will say to you what I've said to them and will continue to say, these are not bad habits. These are not sleep crutches. You did nothing wrong. You are doing nothing wrong. You are needing to help your baby learn to sleep and figure that out. And they'll all go through changes and we all just are doing the best we can. You should not feel like you can't do something to help your baby fall asleep, provided again that it is safe. The next one here is encourage regular napping. Whether your new baby sleeps for 20 minutes or two hours at a time, it doesn't matter. Ensuring they are getting regular sleep is what to focus on at this point. Newborns under about six weeks of age or so usually need to sleep every 45 minutes to an hour. And they're they're feeding most of that time, let's be honest. So in those very early days and weeks, that will be more the norm probably, that they're mostly going to be sleeping. They wake up to feed and dirty some diapers, maybe feed again and go back to sleep. Um, but that will change. They will have longer wake times, wake windows as they get older. Um, and usually when they're over about six weeks of age, you might aim for closer to an hour or an hour and a half, up to an hour and a half of a wake time between naps during the day. And that's just for the first couple of months or so. So if you find this to be a struggle, because it can be tough at times, that that's normal too. I've talked to many families that they are trying all day long. They are doing the feeding and the rocking and the holding and the bouncing and the walking and trying all of those things and feel like they're spending their entire day helping to put their baby to sleep. And what a struggle that can be, right? So you can lead the horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. You can bring your baby these opportunities and help them to fall asleep. But if they are not sleeping, uh, as long as they're not totally losing it, you know, and really having a challenge and getting through their day constantly, it's probably not a problem. Uh, So just offering those opportunities, encourage the regular napping. It's more likely that if you can help them fall asleep and not necessarily assume, not that we all do, but sometimes we might, that they'll get the sleep when they need it. They do need your help with that oftentimes. So Number one, don't feel bad about helping them do that. And number two, encourage those regular uh, naps. Because again, it's not about how long the naps are. It's about making sure that they're getting enough uh, opportunities during the day. Okay, so again, I guess if you are having trouble with getting them to fall asleep, one way that can really help even if they're not totally sleeping all the time, but get some rest and help you to maybe have your hands free is to wear your baby. Use a carrier, a wrap, a sling. I mean, holding your baby works too. But again, if you wear your baby, not only does this promote their brain development, but it's also usually their happy place. And again, you'll have your hands free. Have a snack, go to the bathroom, you know, and whatever. Um, So here, this is where it can be particularly helpful though to wear your baby is during the day, you may not find that you're always able to put your baby down Uh, down on their own for napping. 
So placing your baby on their back to sleep while on a firm, flat surface is recommended as the safest position for sleep. While this is true, this is mostly meant for when you are also sleeping. If you are sleeping, your baby should be ideally in their own sleeping space or on a firm, flat surface uh, and, and sleeping in a safe position. But during the day, that is hard to do. They they want to be attached to you. I mean, let's be honest, it can be hard to do at night as well. Uh, but staying close is important. They want to know that you are close by as much as you probably want them close by as well. But as your baby grows, it does get easier to practice having them sleep more independently during the day if that's what you're looking for. But now is not the time for that. If your baby prefers and sleeps more soundly when on your chest or being held or carried in some way, then do it. You do not have to put them down in their own sleep space unless it's during a time when you are also sleeping. It can be great to practice this as they get a bit older, but it's not necessary and you and baby might both feel less frustrated if you keep them close. Now, speaking of this, have you noticed when placing your baby down, if when you do attempt to do that, that they have this startle reflex where their hands come up, almost shocking them awake as they're being, as you're putting them down, or maybe they've already been lying down for, for a little while independently, and then whew, the hands go up and, and wake them up. So, so this is their moral reflex, and it demonstrates that babies feel like they're falling, they are not even remotely capable of understanding that they are a separate human being yet. They're still very much attached to you. And most times when we go to separate ourselves from baby, they feel as if they're floating in space. Can you imagine that feeling? So keep them close. And when you do put them down for sleep, when you need to stay close by, at least until you know you're in the clear and then you can maybe creep away, roll over, that sort of thing. Okay, number four is sleep on demand. Let them sleep when they want, however long they want. Unless you still need to ensure more frequent feedings for their growth and development, the more they sleep, the better they sleep overall. But I know if you're anything like I was at this stage, you are hanging on for dear life for when your baby will get those days and nights sorted out. So here are a few things that you can try to help them adjust in this way. Number one, be dull company at night. When tending to them overnight, you just want calm, quiet, only use as little light as, as you need when you need it. And otherwise we're in nighttime mode. During the day we can, lights on, noises up, well up, but noises are happening. Like we're in the day zone, we're in that mode. There's more activity, there's more going on. And so having your baby sleep for their naps or sleep during the day in the living room where you might be spending more of your time or things like that is going to help them with that adjustment in terms of their outside environment what that is like when they are sleeping at certain times of the day. Know that your newborn too will have a late bedtime. It's very common for it to be anywhere between say 9 and 11 p.m. or even 10 p.m. to midnight as somewhere in that range of them or you seeing that as their start of their night sleep. This is very common. It will get to be earlier as they get closer to three, four months of age, but there'll be a time for that. So keeping that calm, quiet demeanor, especially if you have other siblings in the house in the evenings can be really challenging to do. So know that that calmness, quietness, darkness type of activity can happen after the siblings go to sleep because again, their bedtimes are really going to be a little bit later for a little, for a little while. 
All right, so number five in terms of our last overall tips for helping your baby get their best sleep possible during this newborn stage is sleep when they sleep. I, I, I know we hate this advice. I know I can kind of do myself, but listen, at least once during the day should you try to get a nap in when your baby is sleeping. Because like we've been talking about, they do not have their own circadian rhythm yet. It's not functioning. It doesn't really fully start functioning and working for them and having sleep-wake cycles like we do until they're closer to four months of age. So right now, they need time to adjust because they were in complete darkness. They were in complete darkness. There was no sun or or those hormones kind of helping them get that sleep-wake cycle going. So they need time to adjust and, and get that for themselves. And that's what you're helping them with. But just knowing that that sleep overnight is typically when they wake more often and you are up more. So you also need to sleep. You also need to take care of yourself so that you can help your baby. So at least once during the day, I recommend trying to get a nap in when your baby is also napping. But here's the ticket. You want to figure out when your baby is going to have this one longer stretch of sleep per day. Usually... This is often like in the very beginning, I'm talking the first few days and weeks of a baby's life, a newborn's life, oftentimes this one long stretch of sleep is say what you would consider the first part of your morning right now, maybe. So again, I can't really say times, I don't know exactly, but where they get say maybe a four or five hour stretch of sleep in the morning. Again, if your newborn is still required and needing those frequent feedings, Definitely keep doing that. There will come a time when you can do more of a feeding on demand. And that's when you can certainly let them sleep that long stretch. But again, so for healthy babies who are growing well and gaining weight, you know, you're feeding on demand. So when they do get this one longer stretch of sleep per day, that's when you want to be sleeping, right? Because for babies that might be only napping, say 20 or 30 minutes at a time all day long, even they will usually get this one longer stretch of sleep. So you want to figure out when that is and bank on it. That's going to be a good stretch of sleep for you as well. So this one longer sleep a day will actually shift and it will move. And so again, and not every baby's, every baby's different. So it could be in, in the afternoon. I can remember at times when I would nap sort of towards late afternoon as my baby was getting older with her because that was when she was getting her long stretch for a little while. But eventually, as they're closer to four months of age, when that circadian rhythm is really kind of just really taking shape, then that one long stretch of sleep becomes the first chunk of their night sleep. So those of you with slightly older babies, say four, five, six months and beyond, when they usually get their longer stretch of sleep, it's often in the first part of the night. So if you are already thinking you might like your little one to be more of an independent sleeper later on, when they're capable of learning that skill, of course, wearing them, holding them and helping them to sleep now will not ruin this dream of yours. You all just need some sleep right now. There's a time and a place for practicing and working on those skills later on, if need be, if you want to. Um, but it doesn't have to be now. Right now is really just a time to get as much sleep as you can, figuring out your roles in life as a new family and enjoying that new little bundle of yours. Looking for more? Check out birthbabysleep.ca where you'll find prenatal classes, postpartum and new baby resources, and sleep support during the childhood years. 
You'll also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Birth Baby Sleep. It would be awesome if you followed us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can, leave a review or a rating, which goes a long way for helping others to find us. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley, and we'll see you back here next time.